the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's another piece I'll trust you enjoy. So, Michael Goodwin, welcome to the Hugh Hewitt Show. Mark Davis filling in. It's nice to have you. How are you, sir? Uh, thank you, Mark. My pleasure. So listen, let's let's go to the, the the story that we can't that can't be driven from the room. You've had some things already to say about Cuomo. I'll ask you what I asked Andy McCarthy. Will he survive? I don't think so. Um, it, it's it's uh, obviously going to be a scorched earth policy on his uh, side to try to survive. But uh, in order to survive politically, you need supporters. And I think they're melting away uh, faster than a snowball in hell. And it's because there's no there's no basis on which to support him. You have to either conclude that uh, all 11 women are lying uh, in the who made these sexual uh, harassment allegations, some of them involving groping or the governor is uh, is innocent. I mean, those are your two choices, and is it, it's his word against theirs. And there are corroborating documents, text messages, emails, uh, witnesses who support the women. Uh, his arguments are, well, that didn't happen that way. That- Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states not what I meant. No, I didn't do that. But, you know, that might work with, you know, he said, she said. But when you have 11 of them and there's a clear pattern and everybody in Albany says go, uh, I, I don't see how he survives. I think we'll see public polling, you know, probably it'll take maybe two weeks to get the full uh, full public to understand what this report says and the, and the, the dynamics at work. Uh, and I think his polling will collapse. And as I've said and written before, uh, Joe Biden saying that he had to resign would be a very big moment. I mean, that's the head of the Democratic Party. It's not just the president of the United States. Maybe more importantly, it's the head of the Democratic Party. 
And so I, I just don't see Cuomo having any significant support either in the political establishment of his own party or in the public at large. And that is what he has to have in order to have the usual Democrat turn of events, whether it's Bill Clinton, Ralph Northam. Usually it's like, hey, he's a Democrat. We'll find a way to survive. But that's usually when you have the Democrat power structure behind you, the media culture behind you. And it seems Cuomo has neither of those. Right. And what's interesting, Mark, is that New York now is more of a blue state than it's ever been. Uh in terms of its government. The Republican Party has all but disappeared in the state capitol. And so you have, uh, I think, out of 63 state senators, I think 20 or 21 are Republicans. So you have two, and in in the assembly, it's even more lopsided. So you have uh, veto-proof Democratic majorities in both houses, a Democratic governor, Democratic attorney general, Democratic uh, U.S. senators, Democratic controller, on and on and on. And so you can't play politics with this. You can't say, oh, it's Donald Trump and Republicans. Oh, it's those nasty Republicans, which would in ordinary circumstances lead some Democrats to rally around the party flag. Uh, you can't do that here because these are all Democrats who are saying resign, you dog. And so uh, that's why I don't see Cuomo having a leg to stand on. Now, it doesn't mean he won't try. Uh, he is trying to uh, ass- uh, assassinate the character of, of many of those complainants and trying to ignore others. Uh, but it, it just seems to me that at the end of the day, it is 11 against 1, and which, which side are you going to believe? Michael Goodwin is here from the New York Post. Let's pivot from uh, Cuomo to de Blasio. And I need to give you my tiny manifesto on vaccine mandates and, and then get what yours is in your reaction to what de Blasio did yesterday. Uh, platform one, there should never be a government mandate to individuals for vaccine in the private sector. Businesses, if they wish to require it, I believe they can. And customers and employees can either like it or not like it. But what de Blasio did yesterday, saying that government is going to make uh, restaurants, gyms, Indoor performance venues going to make them require vaccines. That seems wrong. What do you think? Well, uh, let's go back to just the concept of a vaccine mandate. Um, In fact, New York and many other states have had uh, vaccine mandates for schools for a very long time. I mean, you cannot go to a New York City school Mm -hmm. unless you've had your child has had the MMR, measles, mumps, rubella Mm -hmm. uh, uh, series. And so we've already, in some sense, crossed that bridge in terms of public health. And in generally, in general, that is not an issue. Occasionally, it pops up as an issue. It was a very big issue in California, where the anti-vaccination movement was significant. And in some sections, some schools in the San Francisco area, you had up to 20% of the children who were unvaccinated. Um, I, I, I don't support that. Uh, I, I do think that these children cannot make these decisions, and I think that the parents need responsibly to have them in school, and to have them in school in New York, you have to have these series of vaccines. So I, I am not uh, someone who is vaccine skeptic. I, have, I, I got this vaccine myself as soon as I could, uh, the coronavirus vaccine, 
and I'm very glad I did. I urge my family and all my friends to do it. Uh, now, let me say there, though, that people who are skeptical, I think, deserve some space in our society. And what I worry about is not that we are encouraging them, but we are trying to shame them, uh, particularly on the left. And so it becomes that, oh, there are all these dumb white Republicans who don't get vaccinated. And then it turns out that actually, in most states, it's not dumb white Republicans. It's black and Hispanic Americans. In big oh, cities. Oh, Mostly well, in we big have cities. To, yeah. We have to respect their, their concerns no, and their course. distrust. <laughs> so it's this shaming of certain groups that I object to. I, th- I think I understand people who are skeptical, but but I think the government has to keep working to get it done, because I I do believe that herd immunity is the answer and vaccination is the answer. So bottom line, de Blasio, justifiable or not justifiable in making businesses like restaurants and gyms require vaccines? You know, I, I have to I have to read the whole order, but I think. What what de Blasio is trying to do, Mark, is say to people, it's not the mask. The mask can help, but they can't really stop this disease. It's got to be the vaccine. It's got to people have to be vaccinated. So what he's trying to do, which I, I agree with him on, is take away this mask mania. Right. That is now enveloped the Democratic Party. And so you've got to wear a mask everywhere. He's saying, look, masks are important. But fact, we don't want anybody to be confused that you can wear a mask and you shouldn't be vaccinated. So I support that idea. You're so right. And I, and I think it's possible to deliver that message without trampling all over business rights. This is a strange two-faced or, or two-headed coin f- for me over the last week or so. I've caught holy hell uh, for saying that business absolutely have the right to require vaccines if they wish. Today, I'm sticking up for a business to have the right not to if they wish. So I think de Blasio is dead wrong on this, even with noble intent. In our remaining couple of minutes, your Biden column. This is why we called you in the first place. (laughs) Joe Biden. Let's let's do a couple of minutes on that. Joe Biden's failing first crisis. I might say crises. How are the the opening, uh, opening months of the Biden regime going for you? Well, uh, you make a good point about uh, plural or singular. Uh, I have lumped them all together into one because I think that uh, that that is what's playing into whether it's the 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 pandemic issues, the the Delta variant, uh, the open border inflation. uh, All of these things, I think, are feeding into a sense of crisis, a sense of a loss of confidence. And so I point to this ABC poll, which uh, asks people, are you optimistic or pessimistic about the next 12 months? And in May, Two-thirds of people were optimistic, and now only uh, 45% are optimistic, 55% are pessimistic. It's a swing of 20 points since May. And so I think the decline in public confidence in the, in the government, uh, Biden's personal approval ratings have fallen And this confluence of problems, I think, is creating a crisis of confidence in his leadership. That's how I was trying to frame it, and that he's got to get over this or his presidency will be stalled right now. And and, and yes, yes, and yes, every point valid. 
we're not going to have a, a Republican House or hopefully a Republican Senate and a Republican successor in 2024 unless more people are saying that than just the hardcore conservatives or, or the center right. We've got to have independents and even some people who kind of hang with the left, not the left, who hang center left, let's say. They've got to objectively look at this and say that what seems to be pro-crime, what seems to be pro-soft borders, what seems to be inept, that it's just not good. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. Our program is coming today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership programs offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you're enjoying the podcast, please tell a friend to go to Town Hall Review and sign up as well today. This is Carol Platt-Lebow for townhall.com. The CDC's new guidance recommending masking even for vaccinated people in some areas officially jumps the shark. Their justification is that the Delta variant is more transmissible than the original variant of COVID. But here are the facts. Although the Delta variant is much more transmissible, it's a lot less deadly. In fact, a study by Public Health England found there were no deaths from the Delta variant among vaccinated people under 50, The death rate was only 0.08% among the unvaccinated under 50. This new masking guidance is as ridiculous as the CDC's insistence that our children should wear masks back to school. For children, the pandemic's death rate has been the same or even less than the seasonal flu. And for this, we're teaching them they need to mask up and be afraid. It's shameful. Politicians love crisis. It lets them seize power and hold on to it. But enough is enough. It's time to be brave and take our lives back. I'm Carol Platt-Leba. The Pepperdine School of Public Policy, America's unique graduate program for leaders. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu.